Welcome back to the Solidarity Podcast, where we share stories to connect with one another, find comfort in life's challenges, and to celebrate the solidarity that is being a woman. I'm your host, Riley Q, and today I am here with my six-month-old son, Hayden. So if you hear him in the background, that's what that is. Um, so today we're going to talk about anxiety. Anxiety is a very troublesome thing. One day you think you're doing great and the next you're spiraling into an abyss of troubling thoughts and your body encompasses what I can only describe as an internal earthquake. Everything is rumbling, shaking the pictures off the walls, but there's only tiny cracks that emerge, barely noticeable to the naked eye, even to those who know you the best. As a Christian who has struggled with anxiety for most of my life, I have often felt ashamed. I felt like I was sinning, like I was in the wrong and like God wouldn't be able to do anything with me because of how anxious I was. I felt like I couldn't control my anxiety and how could he be upset with me for something I couldn't control. I felt stuck and frustrated and that was until recently when I dug in a little deeper. I obviously do what I can to lessen my anxiety because it's not fun. I don't wear it like a proud badge or use it to get attention despite what people have said in the past. And if that's something that you've had to deal with, I'm so sorry. Nobody should ever um, make you feel like your mental health is something that you're using just to get attention because that's just a horrible thing to put on somebody. So if you have experienced that, I'm so sorry because I have and I know how terrible it feels. Um, Sometimes it's really bad and sometimes that's around other people and that's just the reality of it. As I've gotten older and matured, I've been able to get a handle on my anxiety a bit better, but that's only through having experienced it. I've been able to use natural remedies to calm my body and to take care of the chemical aspect of it. I've used oils and supplements and taken certain measures to not eat certain foods or drink a lot of caffeine or alcohol, and that helped a lot. But as far as the mental and spiritual aspect of it, I've had to give that back to God on the daily It's been a mixture of being conscious of what I allow into my life and my brain, which means filtering out the people I spend time with, music I listen to, shows I watch, and just making conscious choices like that make me feel a lot better and prevent situations from happening or thoughts coming into my mind that would trigger an anxious reaction. I've also used um, coping mechanisms that If I start to slip into that state, I can bring myself out of it using oils, breathing techniques, reciting and reading scripture, and reaching out to grounding individuals in my life who I know will kind of bring me back down to earth. And once I started to calm down or I'm in the process of doing so, prayer helps immensely. Having God remind me of who I am and who he is and what I need to do is extremely calming. Uh. (laughs) Are you tired? (laughs) So now that you know all that, I want to address something. The scripture that actually makes me anxious about my anxiety. So we've probably all heard this one, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, I'm sure you've heard it especially if you have anxiety because it's the passage that a lot of Christians will throw at you, usually when you're in a panic, as if it will simply put a band-aid on it and instantly make it go away, simply because God says not to be something. 
I find that typically those are the people that have never experienced anxiety or at least to that extent, and they're only referring to the first part of the verse instead of giving space and grace to process the body's physical reaction and then implementing that second part of that verse and guiding that individual through prayer to find peace. Here's the thing. When God said be anxious for nothing, it didn't mean that you would never be anxious and that he expected you not to even enter into that state because it's a condition. It's a natural response. He doesn't expect us to be perfect or superhuman. Only he is. And we cannot be healed from that until we are dead in our bodies and made new in heaven. That's the reality of things. But what he meant was to finish that verse, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He's saying, baby girl, I've got it. I have got you. I am not expecting you to not ever feel anxious. I'm telling you that you don't have to stay anxious. Christian culture often says, be anxious for nothing, period. But that's not what he's saying. He's not saying be ashamed if it happens. He's not saying that you aren't a good Christian, a good follower, if you get caught up in your head. He knew that would happen. He created us. It's human nature. But he didn't leave us there wondering what went wrong and trying to come up with solutions. He said, you get anxious? Pray. Make your request known to me. Tell me about it. Don't store it all up and wait for your weekly therapy session. Tell me all about it now. I will take that pit in your stomach and I will flip it on its head and turn it into beautiful mountains that we're going to climb together. Don't let it marinate and it eat you up and take you away from the joy that I have for you because I already endured the ultimate anxiety. He said, don't let Satan steal your joy by making you anxious and sit in it. Pray, pray, pray. List your blessings. Come to me with thanksgiving and I will turn that sorrow into joy because nothing is impossible with me. Your brain will tell you to doubt. Your brain will tell you that I can't do it. But that's because your brain has got evil chirping into your ear because the evil one wants you to stay in it and sit in that despair and darkness. But what you can't see is just around the corner. There is beautiful light that is ready to shine on your face and bring a new day. And all it takes is a few words. Joy comes in the morning, but it also comes at any time of the day that you call on my name. When you are weak, I am strong. So love, do not be anxious about getting anxious. He is bigger than that. He isn't holding you to standards you can't keep. He held Jesus to those already because he knows we couldn't keep them and he wants us in his presence that badly that he already took care of the problem we couldn't even see coming. So stop holding yourself to that standard and then beating yourself up when you can't quite get there. When you can't quite pull yourself out of it, when you can't quite find the joy, when you just feel hopeless, know that within those moments, you can find peace and joy and a renewed mind by just calling out. Because won't he do it? From the inside out, he will do it. He's done it before and he will do it again. He is faithful. Thank you so much for listening this week. I encourage you to keep coming back for more encouragement and to find solidarity in our shared experiences. If you would like to share your own story, I would love to have you on. Just shoot me a message on Instagram at Riley underscore Quinn or send me an email, Riley at RileyQ.com, and we'll talk. Don't forget to share this with a woman who you want to encourage today. Share us on Facebook at Solidarity Podcast or Instagram at Riley underscore Quinn and tag me so we can get the word out on social media. And if you're feeling it, subscribe and leave a review to help it get out to others on the algorithm who need to be shown some solidarity. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check back next Wednesday for a new episode. 
As always, I'm so glad you're here. You are wanted, needed, and loved. I see you, I hear you, and you, my love, by the grace of God, you are enough.